many are getting weak, many are failing, and many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa. Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is a senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Kronipa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's Word through His special servant. And now, today's message in the mighty name of jesus christ the son of the living god so today is the final day of our finance convention and i told you from day one it is a money convention it is a money convention convention and uh the theme that the lord gave us is the spirit of money so today i'm going to attempt to describe to you the spirit of money amen and amen I'm going to attempt by the Spirit of God to explain to you what money is, the spirit of money, and how you can attract money to come your way. Attract money to come your way. In fact, if you look very critically, you realize that money is not a physical thing that we are seeing. It's not a paper that we are seeing. No. Money is something that is beyond the paper that we are seeing. Money is a spirit, and it takes different forms and different shapes in different times of life. Money is a spirit that governs exchange amongst men, that facilitates trade, that facilitates human interaction. Money is a means to an end. It's not an end in itself, but it's a means to an end. So money is something that God has given us to uh, facilitate uh, uh, exchanges. So the Bible says that money answereth all things. Money responds. Money answereth all things. So money essentially is a substance that God has given us by which we are able to exchange certain things in our lives. Money answereth all things. So money is not the physical paper that you are seeing. People have killed for that physical paper, but that is not real money. Money carries a spiritual component, and it is when you have this spiritual component that you see money coming your way. You see supply coming your way. You see abundance coming your way. I pray that may this spirit of money locate you. Listen, money is essentially a spirit, and it influences natural or material representations, and these representations are often called currencies. Many years ago, when there was no fiscal paper money, there was was butter trade, right? Butter trade. So, for instance, I need a, a cup of water, but I don't have water. What I have is a shoelace. And you also have a shoe, and you have a cup of water, but you don't have a shoelace. So I say, hey, I need some water. Uh, I can see that you don't have shoelace. I have shoelace. So let me give you my shoelace so that you give me your water. And then, so at that point, which one is the money? Which one is the money? Is it a shoelace or is it a cup of water? Because he also needed, he also needed a shoelace. And I also needed water. So I, I seen it over there. It's an exchange. So money is not necessarily physical. It is an understanding. Money is a concept. And and, 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 let me tell you the truth. In fact, what we call physical money is actually a concept that man created to control other men. Real paper money was first created in China. And they assumed a value to it. 
Do you know that the same money that you, you somebody went to kill for, that same money can be used in the washroom? That same money can be used in the washroom. Somebody can use it as toilet paper. It's not, it, we don't say it is toilet paper, but the person to that person can decide, ah, I want to use this, this hundred dollar notes. Come on, let me just use it to wipe my ties. Amen and amen. And do you know when the wife says to wipe? It's a wipe. But that thing is also money. So, it is a concept. And largely, it is a concept that was created to control the poor. So you see that the poor man will live all his life all the time chasing money. There was a, 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 a certain meme I saw on social media. And there was a man, there was like a, a rope or a, a stick that was hanging some money in front of him. And the man all his life was just following that money, trying to catch it, trying to catch it. And so the man became an old man and trying to catch it. And then the man became a very, very old man. Then he began to degenerate into a skeleton. And then a skeleton was still chasing the money and the skeleton fell down. And then that was the end. You see, his whole life. And it is true. It is true. Many of us over here are sitting down looking very spiritual. Money is controlling us. Money is controlling us. There are some people, even the decisions that they take is because of the money that they are going to get. The money that they are going to get. Even some people, where they go and preach the gospel is because of money. There are some people who say that, oh, when you, go, when you, have, you start a church in, uh, a church in, in East Legon, ah, that's the money zone. Because the members will come and the members have a lot of money. So they will go and look for a, a, a hotel in uh, East Legon to start a church because of money. Money is controlling their ministry. God has not sent them to East Legon. Money sends them there. Money sent them there. So money has become their master. That's why Jesus said you cannot serve two masters. Either you are serving God or you are serving Mammon. Mammon is the God of money. The God of money. So money is spiritual. Money is a very powerful spiritual element that can control the lives of men. Along the, along the day or the, the, the line of history, money took it from a barter trading. Like I shared with you, you have one thing, I need that thing, and have something else you need. I exchange with you. I exchange with you. Along the line, fiat currencies. When we talk about fiat currencies, that is the physical paper that we are having. That is fiat paper money. And usually, it's, um, I told you it's a concept. In some places, they back it with a commodity. So commodities are also another kind of currency. So there are different types of money. We have commercial money, we have commodities money, we have fiat currencies. So commodity money is when we have something like gold or a fresh, a mineral resource. So for instance, uh, the, when the colonial masters came into our country, we didn't have paper money by then. We were doing butter trade in Ghana. And so they came on go on a gold coast and they saw that we had a lot of gold. And so they decided that ah, we, if we give them dollars, they don't spend dollars over here. So that dollars is not anything to them. If we give them pounds, they don't spend pounds over here. So it does not mean anything. So they started bringing in the, the exportation started long, long ago. So they started bringing tobacco, sugar, rice, some crazy stuff, oil, opium, various kinds of things. And they gave some for free and they got us addicted. And they said, now, if you want to continue, once there must be an exchange, you must give us something in return. So, we, we, you don't have money that we need. Your leaves, we cannot use the leaves. So what? You have gold. Give us that commodity, and I will also give you our goods. 
We also give you our goods. So that was commodity currencies. Commodity currencies. So they started taking our gold, taking gold. And so gold was also being used as a form of money. So I'm just trying to let you know that money takes different forms at different times depending on the context. Depending on the context. Then along the line that we had uh, fiscal money or fiat paper money. Along the line we also started developing assets. So sometimes, for instance, let's say even this tent that we have. Maybe a time comes when we need certain things so pressingly. And so we, we may not have money at the bank. But this thing can be an asset that we can use to exchange for something. So assets. That's why sometimes, even if you are not ready to build and you think that there's a house for sale, it's in a good place, you can buy it. You can buy it. Or there's a land. You may not even want to live at that place. But you can buy it so that the land will appreciate in value. Later you can sell that land and use it to go and buy a land where you want to stay. So, sometimes it's not about keeping all your money in the bank. You can look at various means by which you can use your money. So, we have commodity assets as a, a means of our financing. Glory to Jesus Christ. I've already mentioned commodities like gold, silver, uh, uh, bauxite, brass, bronze. All of those things are assets. And then in our day and our age, because of the, how the world is getting so digitalized, there's also crypto of digital currencies. Now, some people say that digital currencies are the currencies of uh, uh, the Antichrist. So, they don't want to go into, uh, they don't want to go into Antichrist, wherever. Listen, listen to me, you're already trading in it. You may not know, but you're already in it. We are constantly in the digital world. Look at this television. It's digital. It is digitalization. Somebody is not in church right now, and a person is following us on social media. It is digital world. So, it is, a, it is a kind of world where we are in right now. So, money is also taking from a digital form. A digital form. So, there's digital money right now. So, you can go onto an app and then they'll, they'll, an app is like the bank. And then they'll give you, you can buy some digital currencies. And now, certain businesses are even trading in it. So, somebody can go and buy a, a car and use Bitcoin. It's a digital currency. Again, that same spirit of money, it has modernized itself to digital form. So money is a spirit. Money is a spirit. Jesus spoke about it as, uh, in two forms. Because when I when you speak about money, there are two main spirits that control money. Two main spirits that control money. Jesus spoke about this spirit, a spirit that governs two systems. About two years ago, I shared with you the banking system, that there's a heavenly banking system, and I just oppose it with the fiscal or human form of banking system. That is, those are the areas that the money controls. In Mark chapter 12, we read from the verse 13 to the verse number 16, 17, Jesus spoke about giving unto Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and giving unto God what belongs to God. So there's money that you give Caesar, and there's money that you give God. There is the Caesar system, which is a human system, and there's a divine or heavenly system, which is God's banking system. Deuteronomy chapter 28, the verse number 12, he said that I will open unto you my good treasure. Oh, God will open unto you his good treasure. That treasure over the word treasure over there means a bank or a place of depositing funds, a place where you keep supplies. So there's a heavenly kind of bank. 
A heavenly kind of bank. And Jesus is saying that on the natural, you give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. They were trying to tempt him, ask him that, ah, you are saying that because we are, we are, uh, let me read it to you in the verse number 14. So when they were coming to him, they said, Master, you know, we know that you are true and you care for no man, but you only regard, you don't regard the person of men, but you teach the way of God. Is it lawful to tribute to Caesar? Because you are saying that we should worship God. He's the only true God. He's the only one that matters in our lives. So, as a result of this, should we give unto Caesar? Because Caesar is also presenting himself as our king. You know, this is where sometimes uh, some people like the Jehovah Witnesses miss it. And they say that, oh, because God, Jehovah, is our God, that means that everything has been done in relation to Jehovah. But they apply for jobs. And so they say, oh, we don't sell independence of a country, we don't, we don't do anything, we don't show any, any, whatever. Even if they got their way, they don't even pay taxes. Because they don't believe that this is the way by which you honor God. But listen, it is Jesus telling us that, no, these things are not very important. So at the end of the day, he said, ah, whose picture is on the money? Whose picture is on the money that you are using? They, they said, ah, the face of Caesar, then fine. Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Even that alone tells you that fiscal money is not real money. It's not real money. So give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Give unto God what belongs to God. And Jesus answering, he said, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. And he marveled at him. In Matthew chapter 6 verse 19, Jesus also started talking about money. And that is when he began to speak about the spiritualities that are backing supplies, that are backing finances. You see, a great deal of the problems that people have with their faith is about upkeep. It's about finances. It's about how they are going to survive. There are people who are not even in church right now because they are doing some work. They are saying, that, oh, I want to go and do some pa 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 so that I will survive. A lot of people as they grow up, what worries them and causes them to begin to lose hearts and lose faith in God. It's not that they don't love God. It's not that they don't desire to do the things of God. But you see, money and trying to survive is also so powerful that it can take the place of God. It can take the place of God. It can begin to uh, 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 define the choices that you make. Even there are some women who even look for a man who is rich against a man who they know God wants them to marry. Say, hey, Charlie, he's okay. He doesn't pray too much, but he at least goes to church. <laughs> Amen. But call the boy. All he has is this runga do gozo go now, Runga again, he finished and I was still angry. Amen and amen. May God give you both Rungo Sekia and give you money as well. In the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah, but then look at that. And uh, uh, please don't do yourself spiritual over here. I, I met one very honest lady and I was asking her that what will you, what do you look out for in a man? And said, so that we asked me, God, I said, Master, I know, uh, we are, you know, Christian will start by saying, we will not ask the God fear. Tell me the truth. The person say, he, she, he should have money more. <laughs> he should have money more. I said, so. He, she ended up saying the money passed about five times. He should be, and he, he, he said, friendly, and then we can talk, was one, 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 one. And then she, he should have money more. <laughs> Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He should have money. Money can, is so powerful. It can lead you and control you just like the way God can control an individual. 
Do you understand me? Just like the way God wants to have uh, dominion over your choices, over your decisions, over the things that you do. So that is what Jesus began to teach over there. Let's take a quick read over there from the verse number 19. He said, lay not up for yourself treasures upon the earth. He said, where moth and rust does corrupt, where thieves break through and steal, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. So he's talking about banking systems over here. So where neither moth nor rust do corrupt, and where thieves do not break through or steal. Listen to me, human banking system is very corrupt. I remember some years ago, I went to a certain bank to go and withdraw a great sum of money. And the monies, there were a, lo- a lot of them were fifties and hundreds. And so, the, because it was so much, I couldn't get time to count all of them one by one. So I asked, I don't know why that day to I asked. I said, ask the teller, are you sure it is intact? He said, oh, yes, sir, yes, sir, oh, yes, sir, oh, if you want, I can count it for you. I said, don't worry, <laughs> very smart guy, very smart guy. I moved to the location to make a payment. About three of them, instead of being 100 cities here, I put 20 cities over there. Now, are you seeing it over there? Bank, human banking system, human banking system. And I called, there was nothing I can do once I've taken the money out. How can I prove that if I wasn't the one who put it over there? So human banking system is very corrupt. Amen and amen. I don't know why I shared this one with you. Maybe somebody's going to remove some big sum of money. Check it very well. Amen and amen. When you are at the bank and the account, you open your eyes. So. When the thing is counting, you are, what's the counting you are, and then make sure that when the person is moving the money, some of the money doesn't slip away. Amen. Open your eyes. I said open your eyes. Amen and amen. Or oh, you have too much money, it doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, oh, uh, maybe I better take some small 200 cities. Okay. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Tell I'm talking to big people over here. Uh, so it doesn't matter. Hey! <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Anyway, so Jesus said that if your eye be evil, uh-huh, so the light of the body is... is, is let, let, let's just jump to verse number 24. That's where my main point is. He said, no man can serve two masters. No man, no one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve God and mammon. So there's God's system and man's system. God's system is controlled by the Spirit of God. So uh, for context sake, when I talk about the Spirit of money over here, I'm talking about the Spirit of God. How the Spirit of God can control finances and cause it to flow in your direction. And God can cause finances to come in your direction. Can I prove to you? The Bible tells us about when the children of Israel were asking for meat. The Bible said the Lord caused a wind. An east wind. That east wind is the Holy Spirit. Every now and then you see it in the scriptures. East wind, east wind, east wind. It's a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And the east wind blew. The east wind blew all those bears. We don't know where they were coming from. All those birds, he blew them and he came to supply to the children of God. So, the Holy Spirit can bring supplies. Another time they needed food, they'll wake up in the morning and there's, uh, uh, how do you call it, that thing, manna, all over the place. All over the place. How did they get there? How did they get there? Jesus one time was talking to Peter and he said, ah, we need money to pay our taxes. He said, go, the first fish that you catch, there'll be money in the mouth. How did the money get into the mouth of the fish? Jesus wanted to feed over 5,000 people. Recently, Bible scholars said that those 5,000 were actually about 40,000 in number. 
So it was just 5,000 men, but the total number, I used to say about, about 20,000, right? The, uh, according to Kenneth Copeland, he said, Bible scholars did, uh, this, uh, the, uh, the Bible scholars, well, after they had done a very good study, they saw that there were more than four, about 40,000 people over there. And he fed them with five loaves of bread and two fishes. How? Where did the rest come from? The Holy Spirit blew it. Brought it. Brought it into manifestation. So the Holy Spirit is the spirit that can control financial interests. That's why he will tell you that it is he that giveth you power to do what? Get what? Wealth. To get wealth. But here Jesus mentions two masters over here. And he said that number one is God. And the other one that seeks for you to be a servant and a slave. It's mammon. Can you give me the NIV translation for that scripture? He can serve God and mammon. Mammon means money. Can you see it over there? Mammon means money. Now mammon uh, is, uh, is from an Aramaic word. The Greek word is mammonas. The Aramaic is mammona. It means wealth, riches, or greed. Now, when it is actually being used in those languages, it is deified. So, mammon is not just riches and wealth. It's actually like the deity, the spirit that controls riches and wealth. In ancient Greek, they used to worship that kind of God, mammon, because they believe that that spirit is what brings money and causes them to do well in their business and do well in their finances. And they were seeing certain results. So Jesus is telling us there is another evil spirit. There is another spirit that wants to take the place of God. There is a demon that takes the form of wealth, that takes the form of money. That that mammon is a deity. It's a date, and many, uh, 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 by the time I'm done, you realize that some of us need deliverance. Some of us, even Christians, need deliverance. Need deliverance from mammon. Because the way mammon is, if you are not careful, you will not be able to understand. What, the only thing that can reveal mammon is teachings from the word of God. If you are not taught by the word of God, you will be in a meeting and you will be doing come out, come out. You also join the people doing come out, come out. And you will still be under that influence because that spirit will not manifest. When the manifest what will he say? Dollars, dollars, dollars. Oh, dollars, cities. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. So, it is an evil spirit. And Jesus identifies that spirit over there. Mammon is a spirit that causes a man to desire wealth and riches. When that spirit comes upon you. How many of you have realized that when you were younger, you were not even concerned about money? You are not concerned about money. Oh, whether you, you, you are just moving around carefree. You are not even thinking about money. You can even take money and then you, you tear it. You, you are doing that a lot. We don't tear money anymore. Amen and amen. Madam, I don't know what it is. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. You take the money and you tear it. It, was not, it, it, it didn't even affect you. But along the line, as you were growing up, so, something entered into your heart. Something entered into your heart. You know, there are certain people, when I met them at first, I thought they were, as for them, they, they are very spiritual. And so one day I saw that, hey, tell you, something entered into their, our hearts. Glory to Jesus Christ. Something entered, and it caused us what? To begin to desire 
It caused us to begin to become hungry and thirsty for wealth and thirsty for riches. Mammon is that spirit that can cause a man to desire it. Because that is the manifestation. When you said the scriptures, you realize that any demon that was cast out, it was often described by its manifestation. So Jesus would say, you spirit of deafness and dumbness. So the deafness was the, what it was causing, but he, he also used it as the name of the spirit. So the spirit of mammon, which means wealth or greed or money, also is a manifest, that manifestation. And the manifestation is that it will cause you to begin to desire money. Sometimes it becomes so mad that it becomes like a kind of madness. There are people, I remember the sad case of a certain worship leader in a, a church that I used to fellowship with. Young man with a great and promising history, or a great and promising future. And then one day, I, all of a sudden, we heard something. We thought we were praying to not be true. We are praying that it was not so. They said that this man had been, had been uh, hijacked by some armed robbers, and they had stabbed him at Dansuman. And he died. They had stabbed him in his abdomen. And the man, they rushed him to the hospital. He was dead on arrival. When the investigations were made, they realized that he wanted to rent a house. And an agent led him to a certain landlord, and he gave the landlord some cash, and I think about thousands of this cash, and a check of 5000 saying that, oh, when the place is free, then they can, he and his family can move in there. He had a wife and had two children. Two children. So, the landlord was tossing them here and there, tossing them here and there, tossing them here and there, and was not giving the place again until they got another place. So, he called the landlord, I am coming for my money. The landlord said, you can come, come to Dansuman. He went, the landlord gave him the thousand Ghana cities and gave him the check for 5,000 cities. Do you know what's happened? The landlord had gone to call some assailants that they should go and meet him and then they should collect their money from him. A check, how can you collect even a check? See, you see, some evil spirits, crazy, 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 they hear me, who did that? And they went and they hijacked this man and they stabbed him. What was happening to them? They were being controlled by mammon. They were being controlled by mammon. The love for money, the desire for money, it was imparted over there by the spirit of mammon. And so now, even those, are, when you go in church, you may probably be shocked that that landlord even goes to church. That landlord goes to church. The sad thing was that when the man was leaving the house, his child was saying, daddy don't go, daddy don't go, daddy don't go. Sometimes children can see you. Sometimes children can see. Adults are often very blind. If you are, if you are not prayerful, you'll be very blind. Children, because of the purity of their spirit, they, some, they hear a lot. They see a lot. They hear a lot. They see a lot. The other time, uh, a little child met uh, Michael, and the child said, you are called Michael. He said, ah, who told this child my name? That same child met another lady and said, you, you are called this. So, Myself, I was wondering who had told this child about the, the, the names of these people. The names of these people. Later I realized I must be a spirit of prophecy. Or the purity of a child's spirit. The child can hear from God very easily. There was a little child where he, he went to see, he and his mom went to see their father off at an air, a, airport. And so when the plane took off, the child told the mom, Mommy, 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 I hope that is not that plane. Because that plane is going to crash into the mountain. The mother said, keep going. How can you say such a thing? Five minutes later, they, were, they, are not even, they are scarcely left the airport. Boom! Hopefully, God was shaking. That plane had actually crashed into the mountain. Crashed into the mountain. The child saw it. The child saw it. 
the child saw it. Glory to Jesus Christ. So, that's not my message today. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. The way I'm emphasizing on it as though I'm teaching about hearing the voice of God. Amen. Yeah. So, Mammon was that demon that controlled that man. Mammon. What does Mammon? Mammon will promise to be able to give you everything that God can give you. The Bible says that two things answer, answer all things. Wisdom answers all things. And what? Money answers all things. So Mammon will tell you that, oh, don't, you don't need to worry. If you can get more money, I will, it will settle everything in your life. Say that, oh, all you need in life is money. All you need in life is money. Somebody go on social media, you see some of these young boys, SHS students, and they are saying that Charlie is all about the money. And so they are ready to go and do sakawa, go and do all kinds of things. Why? Because Mammon is controlling them. Mammon is controlling them. It promises you it's a very deceptive spirit, and Mammon demands your trust. Mammon will tell you that trust me, I can take care of you. What can money not buy? What can money not buy? Is it luxury? Is it a good hospital? Is it women? Is it men? Mammon says that I can do all things. Is if you are here and let's say God blesses you a little, or and you think that ah, that is the reason why you you feel confident in life. Mammon is controlling you. If your confidence in life is as a result of the abundance of things that you have, Mammon is controlling you. I told you that some Christians have it. Now, if you also lack money and you think that all you need in life is money, Mammon is again controlling you. So Jesus says that the deceptiveness of riches and the cares of this world, they cause a man to lose a word. What will cause a man to lose a word? The same one that came to steal the word from the beginning, Satan, manifesting in these forms. Are you getting me? Are you learning something over here? So, if you desire, you think that, ah, what I'm going to, and so, for instance, somebody will miss church because the person wants to go and do some money deal. Mammon is controlling him. Mammon will say that, no, you don't need to go to church. Mammon says that you are spending too much time in church. Come on, the church will be just one and a half hours so that you can go and do money. You can go and have deals. Mammon is controlling you. Mammon is controlling many people in the world. You see them on social media. They say, why should we have church on weekdays? Come on, can't we just go and even Sunday while we spending so much time in church? Let us rest. After all, you people need to be smart and do things. about it. And they start calling us lazy. Lazy. Mammon is controlling the world. So Jesus said there are two major masters. God and Mammon. God and Mammon. The head of Mammon, of course, is Satan. We know that. So masters, who is controlling the decisions that you make? Who is controlling your life? Who is leading you in the way that you should go? The spirit of money. That's what I'm talking about today. Mammon says that, trust me. So in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse number 9, Paul begins to teach Timothy. He said that, But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hateful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. Perdition means rebellion. So anybody who has money, anybody who starts getting a, a fat salary, anybody who starts getting a lot of money coming in, be careful. Rebellion is knocking at your door. Very soon, you may think that, oh, you can, you can also contribute when the pastor is saying, <laughs> you can also talk back. Why? You have a confidence that has been inflated. Why? Because of the spirit of money. 
I'm, I'm, I'm just reading to you scriptures too. They drown men in destruction. So that desire, that, that thing that money brings, it can drown you till you lose yourself. Till you lose yourself. So all your consciousness in life becomes a one. He said they lead men into a temptation and a snare. Look, mammon, it traps you. And when it has wasted you, it moves to the next. When it has wasted your life, caused you to do things, greed enters you. Now you want to do anything just to get money. You want to cheat anybody just to get money. You know, some people can even go to the point, it's when you, if you steal church money. I've heard about some churches. They really said, we don't, it doesn't happen. How can it happen? You'll be counting money in church. Those who count money, and you'll be stealing some of the money. Mammon has come. They steal church money. There was a certain lady, uh, she got sick, and it was getting very serious. It was getting very serious. So the pastor came to pray, and as the pastor was praying, the pastor, the Spirit of God told, uh, the Spirit of God told uh, the, the man of God that this lady, she has been counting, she has been stealing church money, pilfering church money. The pastor couldn't believe it, because it looked like this was somebody who had been serving the church for many years. Many, many years. She, he said that the husband did not believe. He said, oh, honey, tell her, tell her, tell her. Uh, so now he said, yes, it's true. Now the man said, oh my God. How much? Because he didn't want to lose his wife. So how much? Right? You pay off the debt. The woman said, I can't tell. It's been too long. It's been too long. She died. She died of the sickness. Died. Mammon has killed her. Mammon has killed her. Mammon has led her into temptations and a snare. And into foolish and hateful lust. Now, I don't know whether you have handled money before. How many of you have realized that as soon as money starts coming into your hands, some appetites start coming? You never knew anything about pork until you see your first salary. And yakra and dessert, And yakra and dessert, Then you see them. Instead of taking their tithe first, they take pork money first. Oh, I'm telling you. You know why a lot of politicians have side chicks? Money. Money. I'm telling you. So, he says that, at least, you see, the Bible knows everything. And knows everybody. Into many foolish and hateful lusts. Now you can pay for a hotel room. <laughs> Those days, even where you lie, where you put your head. You don't know if you, you are choking, you are, you are serving in the room. Your brother, your sister, your brother and your sister, and your sister, and your sister, and then your mother. <laughs> so, automatically you are, you, you are some sins, some, some, some last that are not able to control you. You have a house here, you have a house there, so now you can easily do certain things. No, I is showing you into many hateful lusts. All of a sudden, oh, small, small drinking, uh, one bottle, uh, uh, come on. The Bible, not, well, the Bible didn't say drinking is a sin. But those days, your, 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 your alcohol was your bottle of water. Even bottle of your sachet water. So, the Bible is teaching something over here. It's teaching something over here. Now, that is mammon that is working over there. That is not the spirit of God. That is mammon. 
So many hateful lusts withdrawn in destruction and perdition. Verse number 10. Now he goes and says it very clearly. For the love of money is the root of how many evils? All evil. All evil. Which one some coveted after they have erred from the faith. Look at that. How can money and faith go together? It's telling you that it can affect your faith. They have erred from the faith. They are, look at that. I love, New King James is very clear on this one. They are straight away from the faith. If you allow mammon, you allow the spirit of money, it can cause you to stray away from the faith. Before you realize you are gone. Before you realize you don't serve God anymore. Before you realize now you don't come to church. No, you are going to Dubai to go and sign a deal. You are going to uh, 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 Golden Tulip to go and meet some partners. Church time. There's a program. You are are a blogger, so you have to be on that program. I I just have to say, the way you are smiling, I needed to find one that will fit you perfectly. (laughs) Amen and amen. Now, quarry has our time now. It's my job, you know. I have to go and gather concerns. (laughs) Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Mammon. Mammon. Let's go on, please. They have erred straight from the faith and appear themselves with many sorrows. Many sorrows. So Paul told uh, Timothy, uh, Paul told Timothy to tell the rich men. I was telling you that a lot of rich men are being controlled by mammon. He said in verse number 17, Child them which are rich in this world, that they should not be high minded. You see? You see, I told you, the pride. Nor trust in uncertain riches. So that is it. The, I, I was going to get to that point, but since that scripture is already saying it, mammon, the money that mammon c- comes with, it cannot be trusted. It cannot be trusted. So he calls it uncertain riches. Listen to me. Never ever jealous somebody who has money and you don't know how the person got that money. Never ever jealous it. Any money that does not come from God is uncertain riches. It has no foundation. It has no foundation. The way it is there today, tomorrow it can disappear. Tomorrow it can disappear. So mammon is that spirit behind uncertain riches. But they should trust in the living God. So you see again over here. Mammon is saying trust me. God is saying trust me. Which one do you trust? For it is God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. By the end of this conference, which is today, God is going to give you things to enjoy. And it's going to give it to you in abundance. That's why he says richly. Receive all things richly. As I receive them richly in the name of Jesus Christ. One thing that mammon hates, it hates giving to God. It hates giving to God. It hates above giving to God. Why? Because that is the only way it can lose control over your life. The only way mammon can lose control over the life of an individual is when the person learns to give it out. The only way money can, you, money can lose control over you is when you learn how to distribute. So, in Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. All your the ways acknowledge Him. And then in the verse number 9, it says, Honor the Lord with what? Your substance, which is your money. And the first fruit of all thine increase. That is why first fruit is so powerful. Because when you give your first fruit, it means that you are not under the control of money anymore. 
It means that that money is not what is controlling you. It's not what is giving you hope. Because, come on, your first salary, and maybe in January in our church, we do first free service every January. January after December, you think that your money has gone down, and now you are going to give everything to God. Hey, what kind of, what kind of thing is that one? First fruits. So he said that by that you show God that you trust Him. He said, honor the Lord with what? Your possessions and with the first fruit of all your increase. That is the only way mammon can lose its power by you. Why? Because when you trust God, now God becomes responsible for your wealth. Mammon says that I can give you wealth and abundance if you hold on to me. Now look at the verse number 10 of our Proverbs chapter number 3. Verse number 10. Now instead of the substance and the money and the first fruit given to you, now your trust in God is now going to cause God to supply to you. So your bonds, your bonds that means your bank accounts will be filled with what? Plenty. And your vats will overflow with new wine. About how many years ago? Somewhere in 2012, I had just started to set my own company. And I got my first major, my first profit, which was about 1,000 Ghana cities. Those days, I felt like a king. My God, you know. So those, when I, yeah, I come, to, and I, at first I wasn't pocketing much when I was coming to church. But when I got out my first 1,000 Ghana cities, when I come, I come to church, now I'm one of the big boys. Oh, I'm one of the big boys. And those days, the prophets used to mention thousands of this and stuff like that. And you'll be wanting the vendor, the vendor. Now, the dead, the dead mention thousands. Me too, I can go. My God. <laughs> Glory to Jesus, bugger, eh? Yeah, I'm more than a bugger. And then I took that thousand cities, went to church, and then I gave it all away. Now, it wasn't easy because all of a sudden the accounts also went, it went back to my days. <laughs> it went back to my days. Fast forward all these years, that thousand Ghana cities, I have seen God increase me beyond that amount many, many times. For conservative, they have made their ears ready. You want to hear how many? But what do you think? How many times? Uh, uh, maybe you are right too. Glory to Jesus. Many, many times. Because the same amount that left my account, God has multiplied it many, many times. So that at every point in time, it goes to a certain time. It's as though any time I lose money, I start getting any money. Anytime we have to do a, a project and then I give my all, many times I'll enter all my Momo accounts, give my all, and then boom, the Momo accounts start filling up again. And then it will get to a certain threshold. Now I'm trusting God to break that threshold because I do it all the time. It will rise to that point and then it will stay. And then I give everything again. And then all of a sudden it starts increasing again until it gets to that threshold. I break that threshold. Break that. Break, break that threshold. And today I'm going to give a seed that will break that threshold for me in the name of Jesus Christ. God, I want to be operating in a place where I can have 60,000, 100,000 in my Momo account. I'm not talking about my bank account. Receive that grace as well. And we are saying I receive it. Will you sow the seed? I will take it there. Glory to Jesus. Mammon hates you giving to God. So anytime you have to tithe, you feel it. Anytime they say seed, you start feeling it. Anytime you start feeling some, whenever they are talking about money in church, it's mammon, the spirit of mammon. It is working in you. You have to cast it out. You have to, why, if I say seed, 
And I say, I want somebody to give an offering of $1,000. Why do you feel, why, why should you feel? It's either you give or you don't give. But why do you feel bad about it? Mammon. Mammon. Oh, don't you get me? Mammon. I used to be that way. Now, I don't, it doesn't, I, it doesn't happen anymore. Why? I've exercised myself of that spirit. We have exercised myself as well. And so you see people giving their tithes and giving their offerings, and then their minds are all over the place. Mammon is speaking to you. He hates you giving to God. Somebody that same thousand that you know give to God, you are ready to go and use it to buy a plane ticket. That one you didn't feel any have any problem. You used to pay school fees. You don't have any problem with it. Am I speaking truth? You never, how many of you want to pay your school fees and you felt as though, eh. No. You give that money away. You use it to pay your water bills. You use it to pay, go and buy bone straight hair. You use it to go and do other things. Some people, they will come to church and they will give 100 cities and they will go and spend 500 cities to hire a hotel room to go and sleep with a woman. After that, they will give the woman money to go away. But when they come to church, oh, no, am I saying the truth or not? Yes, it is mammon that is controlling them, but they don't know. It's an evil spirit. It's controlling. They are slaves, but they don't know. They are slaves, but they don't know. But God doesn't want you to be a slave. That's why you are here and you are hearing this teaching. This teaching doesn't sound very nice, but it is the truth. It is the truth. It is the truth. Mammon is a spirit. Today, any evil spirit of mammon that is working in you, that is influencing you, receive deliverance from it. Listen, you better say the amen of me. Because the way you cannot say the amen, it means it's, I suspect you. Amen and amen. Man is, mammon is a very proud spirit. It's a very proud spirit. It, I, I, we just read the scriptures. It's a very proud spirit. Glory to Jesus Christ. I said, may you be delivered from that spirit of mammon. In the name of Jesus. He hates giving to God. That is the only way he can lose his control over you. Mammon can make you give to all the wrong things. I've already mentioned that. It always directs funds. Especially, and this one of the spirits of mammon. Operations of mammon. It tries to direct funds from the hands of the children of God. Because they know that. Mammon knows that the children of God will use the money for God's purposes. And will direct it. So you see that. Ah, you are doing something. It's not working. But an unbeliever comes and comes to do it. And it's as though all of a sudden some things are working. No. Don't get jealous. Don't get jealous. The devil knows you use it to go and win souls. Look at the, what that we did today. Look at the number of people that we made food available for. And then we gave them clothes. Just in a, this morning's program, we have spent in, uh, over 5,000 Ghana cities, about six to 7,000 Ghana cities, just for this morning, morning's program, just to win souls, giving it out just like that. Mammon hates that thing. Mammon hates it. Because, you know, when, when, when the money comes to us, we use it for the things of God. So don't get jealous. God has a way he's going to prosper you. I said, God has his own way he's going to prosper you. And that is why we are here today. Today you are going to receive an impartation of the spirit of grace. That will bring money away. Listen, I'm promising you, if you follow this thing that I'm teaching you, eh, next year about this time, next year about this time, you are going to be a hundred times bigger. You receive it now. There's somebody in your bank account right now. You have about 1,000 cities. Can you believe that next year about this time you can have about 100,000? Can you believe it? Receive it. I said receive it. I said receive it. And it is not about doing susu. It's not about doing susu. 
You know, sometimes we are a bit careful because we are on uh, social media and on the pulpit, and some of you are too young to understand. So that's why I avoid mentioning figures. I avoid mentioning certain figures. Maybe when I meet my a smaller group of people, you sometimes you can mention some figures among a certain group, and they won't get jealous or they won't have a problem because they too they are like that. Do you understand me? Do you understand me? If I mention one million cities and you are also a, a millionaire, and then you don't feel it's, oh, yeah, Charlie, yeah, we are talking. But if you are there and you have hundred cities, and I'm so sorry, yeah, I, I transferred one million cities. <laughs> you know? You, you, <laughs> God cares for me in your life. Hey, you have to me here. Maybe you have to me four times, six times, eight times. Hey, I had, I was in a church meeting somewhere about seven or eight years ago. And they said that somebody came to sign a check of $200,000 to, to give towards a, a program they were going to do for one day. I nearly fell from a chair. That's why I realized I, I am a poor. Oh, yeah. That was the thank God, God bless you, dear. I nearly fell from my chair. I thought we were even going to say 200000 I thought he had, the pastor had made a mistake. From there, I made a promise that no, God should build me up to the point where I can give millions of dollars and not fail it. I nearly fell from my chair. $200,000. After that time, you cried, the city and the dollar were not like it is today. But even still, it was big. I started doing my conversions. My mind was good, and I pulled out my phone. Obisika. <laughs> <laughs> After that time, it was someone in excess of over 500,000 Ghana cities. I said, hey, is it possible that a man can have this money freely and give it away and still have some left? Is it? And I thank God for being in that meeting because God was exercising poverty mentality for me. That, no, I couldn't think that, I couldn't imagine that, I thought the government or banks can have that money by a single human being. Maybe they are not saying, but maybe a husband and wife can both. They cannot, they should not. Why must they have such an amount of money? You have heard people say that. Why should you use three or four phones? What's the use? Why should you have three houses? How many can you sleep in? Poverty is what is doing them. Because there are people who have three or four houses, but they have about ten other houses that they have given out. The only problem is when you have three or four houses and you are not sharing or you are not helping anybody. That's a problem. That's a problem. But if you are blessing people, and you still have abundance, and you want to do abundance. I heard about one man, the man that he's a killer giver in Nigeria in his church. And he has a house, the basement is full of tear rubber cars. Whenever he's working and he gets stressed, he goes to the basement and just stands there and looks at it. <laughs> and he loses pressure, and then he'll go and work again. They ask him, why are, you buying, why are you buying all these cars that you are not using? He said, oh no, I want to punish poverty. I grew up very poor. And God, the way God has seen me, I want to punish poverty. May God give you grace to punish poverty. Is you say the amen or? May God give you grace to punish poverty. Amen. This same thing recently I heard that there's another bigger. You see people, you have rich people in Ghana. He has a house in East Legon. The house he brought people from America. Architects and building, construction people from America to come and build the house the way he wants it. He has a basement full of cars that is no use. Anytime he has a, a, a recent new car, he goes by it. 
and his office is in his house. So anytime he's, uh, he's going to look at the cars. This why a friend of mine who has gone to the house told me. I said, hey. Scum this, scum Receive that kind of grace. Is it possible? Are you sure it's possible? That you, you have a Chrysler. That you, you have a house and you have a basement that is like the whole of this compound and it's full of cars that you don't know what, which one you are going to drive. He says that he gives us all things richly. So that's abundance. Receive it. I said receive it. Mammon does try to tell you that I can do all that. But God is saying that he is the source of all things. Receive it now. I'm here to prove to you that God, the spirit of money which operates by God is greater than Mammon. Is greater than Mammon. Mammon cannot maintain and sustain wealth. Only the Spirit of God can do that. Proverbs 24, 34. So shall thy poverty come as one that travels. Poverty will come and try to steal it from you. How? Why, why, how can poverty come and steal it from you? Because you decided to do a little sleep. A little slumber. When you want to rest all of a sudden. So there's no rest for a man whose money comes from Mammon. They cannot sleep. That's why Ecclesiastes says that a rich, it's a rich man who cannot sleep. He's afraid that someone will steal his money. Haven't you, how many of you have worked in the company and the boss is always accusing people of stealing from him? Because he has so much, and because the money is not something that is connected to God. He's always, I heard about one man who is, I heard that one, one of his staff has started a company. He said, no, 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 come, let's audit him. He must be stealing my money to do. Start his own company. Mammon, you are never, you are never at rest. You cannot bore them. You cannot bore them. But when your money comes from God, you are at rest. Because you know that it is not from you. It is from God. Receive money that comes from God. Proverbs chapter 23 verse 4 and 5. Let me read from the Amplified. So worry not yourself to be rich. Seize not from your own human wisdom. Will you set your eyes upon wealth? When suddenly it is gone, for riches suddenly make themselves wings like an eagle that flies towards the heaven. Like an eagle that flies towards the heaven. Like an eagle that flies towards the heaven. Look at that. He said, will you set your eyes on that which is not? For riches suddenly make themselves wings and they fly away like an eagle towards heaven. So money cannot sustain itself. If you are going to be rich, you have to find a way by which you are able to keep money with you. That's why the worldly system brought... Uh, investments, right? Because they say investments fight inflation. Or is that not? The purpose of investment is often really not about multiplying the money. Because the time that it will take an investment to multiply, really multiply money, it's a very long time. So the real purpose of uh, investment is to fight inflation. So you realize that the interest rates are often just to beat inflation. To beat inflation. And when they realize that they are not working, and they say, let's use, use markets, <laughs> markets, whatever, market value. Huh? Market value. Because they realize that the, the thing is not working. The thing is not working. So please, I, I'm not here to tell you not to invest, but listen, your investments are not what to make you rich. Your investments are not what to make you rich. God can turn your situation around. 
A man whose wealth is created by the Spirit of God will eventually take over that which mammon has gathered for another person. Job chapter 27 verse 16 and 7. Though he heap up silver or dust and prepare raiment as the clay, he shall prepare it, but the just shall put it on. The innocent shall divide the silver. So he said that if a man who is not with God, who is not righteous, gathered up clothes, he sows clothes, he said, though he sows it, the righteous man will come and enjoy. Who is righteous over here? I said, who is righteous over here? I said, who is righteous over here? Receive it now. This is wealth transfer. The Spirit of God is able, I told, I'm just letting you understand, it's, it's, it has dominion over mammon. He has dominion over mammon. When you release your prosperity to God, let God become your source of finances. When I say the Spirit of money, I'm talking about the Spirit of God manifesting in um, financial increments, financial blessings. That's where we have mobile miracle monies from. People receive money and they don't know where the money comes from. Look at one of our sisters came to testify. Uh, One of their clients had bought goods of about 20,000 or so. And they accounted the money about two or three times and they knew it was exactly 20,000. When they brought the money to her, the money when she counted was not 21,000. Where did the extra 1,000 come from? She counted it again, it was still 21,000. She asked somebody else to come and count, it was still 21,000. God was giving her free money. Somebody after this meeting, the Spirit of God is going to deposit some money into your account. Receive it now. Tap somebody beside you and tell the person, wake up and receive it. Receive it now. As I receive it now. Are you awake and receiving it? Take it now. I said, take it now. I said, take it now. Shout, I take it. Jump to your feet and scream, I take it. Jump and take it now. If you, if you don't jump and you go and sleep, I'll mention your name. Amen and amen. Take your seats in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Maybe the person is over here. Or the person is here. Or the person is there. there, there. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. There was a certain, a certain lady. She went to uh, the bank. She was going to withdraw money. And then she said that she had saved a little money in her accounts. And uh, she went with, was going to withdraw. When she was withdrawing... They said, which of the accounts should we take it from? She said, which accounts? Oh, you have this amount. I think it was about 50-something thousand Ghana cities in an account, uh, an account that had gone dormant. She had an account that had gone dormant. She was not using that money. And they said, that, oh, this is your balance over here and this is your balance over here. God had come to supernaturally deposit 54,000 in her account. She said, okay, you let, let me withdraw something. She withdrew it. The money came. She said, hey, Later she went to withdraw all once What if the angel that came decides to come again? Glory to Jesus Christ. 54,000. Another guy. Uh, yeah, in Kumasi, 60,000 pounds in the accounts. Miracle money. There's a spirit that can direct funds. Look, it's Christians who don't believe in your sins, though. It's Christians who don't believe in your sins. But if you are a believer, receive it now. When unbelievers are doing galamsey, they do certain rituals and they use snakes. I heard that they use snakes and they put the snakes at a certain portion of the land where they want the gold to come to. They believe that at that thing that they are doing will attract the gold to come over there. They believe that there are spirits that can control wealth. Listen to me. 
The Spirit of God is the master of all spirits. I say he's the master of all spirits. And he can manifest in financial increase for you. I decree and I declare. Receive the impartation of the grace of God. That brings financial increase. Receive it now. Why? How can such a, a, a church as big as ours be doing the things that we are doing? When bigger churches are not doing that. Churches that have people come and pack land cruises and all of those things. How can we do the things that we do as a church? If there is no spirit behind it. If it is no spirit behind it, there is a spirit behind what we are doing. Karata. And today I came by the anointing of the Holy Ghost to impart that spirit upon your life. After today, money will start chasing you. I said, money will start chasing you. Look, he said, money makes itself wings and flies towards heaven. Who is in heaven? Our God is in heaven. He's going to transfer it to you. I said, it's going to transfer it to you. Lay your hand on your forehead and say, I receive that impartation. If I was heaven, God is going to start transferring people's money to you. Listen to me. Some years ago, the Lord told me to go and open a dollar account. I had just about some $50 or so. I put it in an account. One year, nothing. Two years, nothing. By the time I started getting to three, four years, the account started increasing. And it got to about $8,000. God started transferring monies towards me. Amen and amen. I say amen and amen. It's the way you are saying amen. It looks like you are jealous. Praise the Lord. Receive it. Receive it. Today the Lord told me that it's an impartation service. As I'm speaking right now, impartation is taking place. I say impartation is taking place. Some of you before a week from today, somebody is going to call you and go wire some money to you. Somebody is going to send you some free money. Somebody is going to send you some free money. Somebody is going to send you some free money. Receive it now. The other day I was with our sister Tiffy. And the Lord told me to tell her that somebody was going to come and give her goods at such a low price. Why? Because God was bringing her money. How? The profit now will increase. So if she usually buys it, I say, 100 CDs and she sells at 50, uh, 150 CDs, her profit is, what, 50 CDs. Now somebody comes give it to her at 30 CDs and she still has to sell it at 150 CDs. Well, has, she not, has, no, has God not given her money? Because she has given her, and did it happen or not? It happened. She said that, she sent me and said, my mouth is still open. Thank God that God has healed her mouth. Today her mouth is closed. Look, I am speaking to you gently, but something, what is happening is not gentle. When I came, was I, I shouting when I was telling you? No. But because it's the word of the Lord. Because it's the word of the Lord. Somebody, there's a manifestation of the grace of God that is coming to you. Receive it now. I said, receive it now. I see shifts and transfers taking place. I see shifts and transfers taking place. I see shifts and transfers taking place. Receive it right now. Proverbs 13, 22. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the righteous. Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verse 26. For God giveth to a man that is good in his sight, wisdom and knowledge and joy. But to the sinner he gives travail to gather and heap up that he may give it to him that is good before God. Somebody, you are good before God. I say you are good before God. I say you are good before God. Receive that impartation. Let me end this preaching and then we pray and then we are out of this place. How do you attract the spirit of money? Number one, desire to be a blessing with money. Don't desire money for yourself. Desire money that you can give out. 
Deserve money that you can bless others with. Deserve money that you can use to touch lives. Let that be your expectation. Let that be your desire. I realize something about money. Let me, let me just quickly run you through a few things so that I can just speak freely. Number one, desire money to be a blessing. Number two, respect money. Respect money. Some people have money and then they crumple it. That's a poor man's lifestyle. Have you ever seen rich people crumpling money? You have, a, you have a wallet. Arrange it nicely. Arrange it nicely. Even if they are keeping it at home, they have a safe. A safe. They, and arrange it very nicely. They respect money. Poor people don't respect money because they don't understand money. They don't know the value of money. They are coming to church and you are coming to give offering your money. You crumple it. You see, that is why poverty has been in the church for a long time. You have not taught on these things. We have not taught on these things. So you see, that's why we, we created these things. So, because, so why would God not be bringing us money to do things? Because right from the start, we said that we would teach our people to respect money. And so we said, when you bring the money, because, you know, sometimes, they wave your offering, because they don't want anybody to see their one CD, they can't pull it. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> if you have one CD and that's what you have, lift it proudly. And wave it before the Lord. It is not about what it's about God, how God sees your heart. So respect money. If money is a spirit, then it has some kind of personality. Have a good relationship with it. Now, if I come to your house and you don't treat me well, do you think I want to come again? I said, maybe you are so winner like for seven. I'll come again and come and say, still come to church. But apart from that, if you don't have anything that you don't have a good relationship with, I will stay with you. So have respect money. Tell somebody respect money. Respect money. Respect money. Have a good relationship with money. Value even the littlest of money. And I was saying, oh, when somebody steals 100 cities, 200, oh, somebody says it's okay because I'm a big shot. No. Hey. There are people who have gone to prison for smaller money, smaller amounts. So respect money. The Lord told me something many years ago. He said that take care of their coins, the papers to take care of themselves. The papers to take care of themselves. So, don't be there. You don't know what your money is doing. And then your money is, every time your money is getting lost. No. Your money is really getting lost. Know what you are doing with your money. If you have to write it down, write it down. It's not that you are being stingy. You see, the world has taught us a lot of wrong things. So, when you are somebody who is concerned about how you are using your money, say, hey, you're just No. No. A stingy person is the one who wants to keep it all to himself. But a discreet person, somebody who is prudent, it's different from a stingy person. It's different from a stingy person. So have a good relationship with money. When you have a good relationship with money, the spirit of money will always come towards you. Some of you are always receiving visions. You are always receiving uh, a lot of spiritual things, prophecies and a whole lot of things. But anytime you, you have a dream and a dream in a dream, there's an accident that is going to take place. You wake up and the accident is finished. But anytime you have a dream and you see money, you never get money. I'm teaching you something over here. I'm not joking. Check your relationship with money. Check your understanding of money. How do you value money? How do you value money? So, money wants to come, but because you don't have a good relationship, money cannot come. As some people, some, the way the guy sees you, he likes your form. He likes the way you look. But you, every time you are not approachable. You are not approachable. So the man does not come. Some of you, a man wants to say you marry, by the way, you have done your face. I say, hey, I did me for can't be our bonus. So, oh, tell it. 
Have you received a text message from church yesterday? <laughs> I don't know what you wanted to say. Have a good relationship with money. Number three. Create room for money. Create room for money. He said you will bless the work of your hands. So create room. Start businesses. Do things that will need money. There are some people, they never have any projects. All they are thinking about is what they eat. So, God will give you daily bread. But He will not give you abundance. Because you don't know what you are going to do with it. Such people, every time, look at people who win lotto. They don't know what they have to do with their money. Wealth gained by vanity shall diminish. They don't know what they do with their money. So, create room for money. Start projects. Start funds. Do certain things. We, in this church, we do things we, before we do budgets. A lot of times. We, we say, oh, we want to do this, we want to do this, we want to do this, we want to do this. It, the, the money in the accounts may not be enough, but we want to do it. And then God starts paying for it. God starts paying for it. So, create room for money. Tell somebody create room for money. If you get to a place where you never have free money, Amen. I have some free money, I have some free money, look for work for that money. Money likes to work. Money likes to work. Money that is just dead doing nothing begins to lose value. The law of depreciation is such losing value. And before you realize it has left you. It has left you. Somebody kept the money at the bank and then the government came and collapsed the bank. But you could have moved that money to do some other things. Are you understanding me? So create room for money. Are you writing it down? Create room for money. Maybe it may not even be a business venture. It could be something you want to do, a project, a building, a house, a book you want to write. Create room for money. Something that when money comes into your hands, you can easily decide what you are going to do with it. Create room for money. When you create room, you fill it. Open your mouth wide and he said, I'll do it. I'll fill it. I'll fill it. So create room for money. Create room for money. What I'm sharing with you are the things that the Holy Spirit has taught me to come and teach you. Number four, fasting and prayer. Fasting and prayer. You notice something. Let me tell you something. A lot of people who are very rich, they don't eat too much. They don't eat too much. Truly rich people. You see them. A lot of them, they fast. Even those who are not very spiritual. They fast. Because they have understood the spirituality of money. The other day, one brother was telling me somebody that he used to work with. And then, uh, the man, at at the beginning of the year, there was a problem. And so... And they parted ways. Recently, the man called him and came and started asking him questions. Ah, what do you do in church? What do you do? In fact, the reason why they had a problem was because the man said he should come and work for him on a Sunday. And said, Sunday, I work for God. Said, Sunday, my Sundays and Saturdays are for God. I, I, I don't do, I cannot come. Maybe you can, I can, the man started insulting him. Insulting him, calling him lazy, stupid guy. You are, you are not going to amount to anything. Useless guy. You don't have any vision. Eh? Look at you. Look at you. That church is what, 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 what I've here. Months down the line, the guy called him. And he went to his office. The man called him into, into his office. He said, ah, are you still in that church? What do you do in church? He said, ah, sir. When we come, we talk business. We don't talk. Why are you asking all my church matters? Say, oh, no, no, no. You answer me. Are you a pastor? Do you preach and lead prayer sessions in church? He said, hey, why are you asking all these questions? He said, because after what we did, 
after what's the problem that we had. And he said, me, I don't do my business anyhow. I go and look into things. He said, all his printers and his laptops and his machines in all his branches, they are all stopped working. They are all stopped working. The machines were sports. You see, we are afraid of an overcomer. He said, everything had gotten sports. It was not working. When he went to Shishemu, he said, ah, he has offended somebody. He has offended somebody. And he has thought, ah, he is the only person that he has offended. So he called him and went on his knees and said, I beg you, forgive me and pray for me again. Pray for me again. Listen, the way you are walking about like you are useless, so there's something on you. There's power on you. Some of us don't believe that we are carrying anything. But there's an anointing that is upon your life. Eh? I told you that you are becoming dangerous. So anybody that touches you, God will touch that person. Anybody that hurts you, the person will not go scot-free. Receive that impartation. You know, a rich man who has businesses in various regions of Ghana went on his knees to beg a church worker. A church worker. Look, we carry something. Brother, we carry something. Sister, we carry something. Glory to God. Amen and amen. Yeah. So fasting and prayer. Look at Mordecai and Esther. When he fasted, things started changing. Look at Jacob. The man understood covenant practice. He was a man of prayer. Number five, meditation. There's no more time for me to go into the details of this because I just realized my time is already up. Meditation on the word. Listen to me. Don't, there's no future for somebody whose life is always with friends. You don't have quiet times. You don't have quiet times when you do your meditation. Psalm 1 verse 1. Blessed is a man that walketh not in the company of what? Nor standard in the way of what? Nor seated in the seat of the scornful. If all the time, you all the time, you do your life, are grown, are grown. Yes. Every time, the deal, worst of all, if the people that you are spending time with are not godly people, you are in trouble. The Bible says in the verse 2, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And upon his law does he meditate day and night. What will happen to him? He said in the verse number 3, he shall be like a tree that is planted by the what? The rivers of water, whose leaves will not, do not wither. He said that in his season he shall bear fruit. And whatever he does, what shall happen? Prosper. Meditation. Especially meditation on the word. Get time to do meditation on the word. You want to be rich and prosperous. You want to attract the spirit of money. You want money. Listen to me. I was meditating one time on campus. After that time, I didn't have any money on me. My money was all finished. It was a Saturday morning. As I was meditating, I was sitting, it was a bunker bed. So I was the one who, sleep, who slept on top. I was sitting there and I was, my back was against the wall. And I was meditating on the word of God. I had seen a scripture that was sweeping me. I was just meditating. All of a sudden, I heard a voice that you are going to get, uh, you are going to get, I think, what, 10 cities. In those days, 10 cities, if you, hey, somebody blesses you with 10 cities. It's like present day 1,000 Ghana cities. Somewhere in 2009, 2008, thereabouts. So I just brushed it aside and continued meditating. But when I, as soon as I finished meditating, I received a call. A former roommate called. Say, hey, Okro, why are you there? Say, oh, I said, oh, now I did Republic Hall. He said, oh, yeah, Charlie, I did Pat Pajo. You will be meeting me. The guy met me, gave me five cities. He said, oh, I see you, kid. I don't know, I did pass away your mind. 
why, why will he think about me? He's also going to, he's also a student. He's also a student. And before the end of the day, another person also gave me, he also gave me five CDs. Those days, that was like 500 CDs in our time. Meditation. Meditation. Every time your mind is on other things, no, steal your mind sometimes. Come to the Lord. When you spend time meditating on the word, you attract spirits. I'm teaching you how to be very spiritual. Today's meeting is not... A lot of time when we do kaba, 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 a lot of people do kaba, kaba, kaba too much. They are not spiritual. Some of them do the laba, 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 but they don't understand what's happening. By a man of meditation, a man who is deep, he goes into deep spiritualities. Why do you think that these other, these other uh, religions, do they pray like we pray? And they meditate. You see a Hindu, um, they can do um like three hours. Um, <laughs> um. I, I've, I've done this before. <laughs> and then they'll cross their legs. Um, and they can meditate until they start levitating. Spirit, you know, the picture of free from normal hanging from them. Um. <laughs> You go and, if you, they have, uh, now they have sessions on YouTube. So if you want to meditate, uh, <laughs> I catch you. Someone says, I'm going to look for um, don't look for um, look for yogurt. <laughs> yes, because meditation carries power. But when you meditate on the word of God, you are trying the spirit of God. Any other meditation, the demon, demons come. Demons come. So they want to say, oh, okay, on me a meditation. Um, lazy guy. You don't want to read the Bible, so you are going to do, um, <laughs> meditation. Tell somebody meditation. Tell the person again, meditation. Meditation. And then number six. This is my final point. Let money serve you. How do you let money serve you? Use money. Use money. Money hates stagnancy. Sometimes buy things. And when I say buy things, don't go and buy useless things. Buy valuable things. There are times it could be sensible to buy a 2,000 or 20,000 gold watch. Sometimes. Because gold is a commodity. Those watches are not like the ones that we wear. No, 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 no. Those watches sometimes are even inheritance. Because their price appreciates. So in America and some of these developed countries, they have pawn shops. So anytime you need money, you can even take your ring or something and go and exchange for money. They know the value of those things. So sometimes when you have money or God brings money, use it. Buy things, valuable things, things that will bring you increase. Sometimes you have, you have buy a printer, something that you can even print for others and to be giving you more money. But use, don't let the money just be sitting there. Do investments if you have to. Let the money serve you. Let the money move. Money, that's why when money manifests, how does it manifest? It manifests as currency. Currency means something in motion. Currency means something in motion. Something in motion. He that keeps more than his meat tender to poverty. Don't keep money. Distribute it. The power that brings multiplication is seed power. Distributing. It's a kingdom principle of multiplication. 
Proverbs 11 verse 24. There is he that scattereth and yet increases. And there is he that withholds more than his meat. And it tendeth to poverty. The liberal soul shall be made fat. And he that watereth shall also be himself watered. Let me read that to you from NLT. New Living Translation. Verse 24 of Proverbs 11. It says, it is possible. Are you hearing me? It is possible to give freely and become more wealthy. Wow. He said, it is possible to give freely and become more wealthy. And those who are stingy will lose everything. You see what I was saying? Mammon. The one with the Spirit of God can come and take over the one that Mammon has provided. I'm teaching you something. Though. Because I'm, t- I'm talking this way and I'm not saying rakatakaya. So people are sleeping on me. I'm, you see, that it's Mammon that is trying to keep you asleep. Wake up and hear the Spirit of God. Receive it. If the way you are laughing, people think you are the one who was sleeping. You know? Giving is a covenant principle that turns the curse of poverty away. In Genesis chapter number eight, you realize that after the after the after the flood of Noah, what brought the blessing? It was when Noah came to give a sacrifice. By the time they get and God started speaking, God started making declaration, and, and the Lord said, "Ah, it's the Bible." And the Lord smelled a sweet savour, and the Lord said in his heart, "I will not again curse the uh, ground anymore for man's sake, for the imagination of his heart is evil." So God said that because of this offering that they gave, He smelled something. Anytime you give an offering, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it rises like an incense. Anytime you sow a seed, anytime you put something on the altar, it is the incense of it that you are looking for. And the Bible said, and the Lord began to give them blessings. While the earth remained seed time and harvest. By the time we get to chapter 9, verse 1, and God blessed Noah and his sons. God blessed Noah and his sons. God blessed Noah and his sons. Look at how, how did Abraham overcome the curse of poverty. The Bible said, and he gave a tithe of all. The man was a covenant practitioner. He was a covenant practitioner. The Bible said he gave Melchizedek, the priest of God, the priest of righteousness and peace. He gave him tithes of everything. Distribute. Listen, God is teaching us the right thing. The first thing you get when you have money is to take out your tithe. Start distributing. It doesn't make sense. eh? Mammon says that when you keep, you grow. But you can see in our economic situation now, those who are keeping too much, they are suffering. Because they are losing money. They are all over Facebook. Eh, my, uh, it was 63,000. Now my principal was in 50,000. And my investment was about 63,000. Now they are it down. Now they gave me 40 something thousand. I've lost money. <laughs> no. Mammon has shown them that he cannot be trusted. Mammon has tricked them. Mammona. Mammonas has tricked them. You will be delivered from that trick. Listen. I'm telling you. The things that are happening in the economy, they are all spiritual. They are all spiritual. They are all spiritual. When you understand how to position yourself spiritually, you grow. Somebody you are receiving grace to grow. Listen, when you are looking for a good job, it's not just about getting a good job so that you think that the money that is all. No. Do not trust in uncertain riches. Do not put your trust over there. There are people who never had a job that paid them 5000 Yet they have built houses. And there are people who are receiving 10000 And they are still renting. I'm telling you the truth. When I was on campus, I was receiving barely 40 cities a month. And yet still, people were receiving 300 cities every month. And they were coming to borrow from me. How much are you going to borrow? How much we left? But I was lending to them. I, oh, oh. You don't believe me, but it's true. 
So there was a hole in front of the shoe. The way <laughs> so you think you have suffered? You have not suffered yet. University student and my whole shoe, and I was a papa. When they were handing over to me as vice prayer secretary, there was a hole in my shoe. The shirt I was wearing was borrowed. No, the shirt was mine, but the tie was borrowed. The suit was borrowed. The shoe it had holes in it. I was in a picture myself, uh, zealous of blessed memory. And then, uh, Bevy, you know, Bevy was my head and I was assistant. There was a hole in my, don't go and look for that shoe. Don't go and look for that picture. If you look for that picture, God will not, you will not make him. <laughs> I saw the picture the other day and tears came to my eyes. <sighs> but you know that amazing thing? I was enjoying myself. <laughs> I there now I've become more carnal because those days, I didn't care about anything. Oh, the tie was very though. Some flashy blue, black, green, uh, uh, yellow, different colors tile. Charlie, the one when you appear, everybody will see that you have come. <laughs> and it was both. I didn't have a tie. And the reason I had to borrow the suit was because the only suit I had was oversized. That's what I used for my, my circulation. I wasn't wearing the suit. The suit was worrying me. <laughs> in fact, I was like one of the hangers in your shop. <laughs> oh, one of these days, I'll go and look for my pictures and I'll come and I'll scan it and you see. And I had, I was enjoying my pocket. <laughs> Right up, I Hey! And I I think that suit was probably about 50 or something. Hey! I was a hunger for the suit, so I don't think I was wearing that suit. But we were lending to people. Why? Because... The little that we had, we had learned about distribution, tightening. We gave it out. We gave it out. We gave it out. Depend on the covenant. Tell someone to depend on the covenant. Tell someone to depend on the covenant. Tell someone to depend on the covenant. You see, use the principle of giving to break your way out of poverty. Use the principle of giving. And when you are giving, the first thing, give God first. Give God first. There are some covenant givings you cannot negotiate with. Number one, first fruit. He said that it is holy unto him. Number two, he said tithing. It is holy unto him. Those ones you don't negotiate. First fruit, he has already calculated. He said give him everything. Tithing, he has already calculated. Give him 10%. Any other offering is according to your, what you want to do. Any other offering, free will offerings, you choose what you want to give. Seed, you, 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 uh, you, you arrange with God that this is what I can give. You give it. Or if the Holy Ghost has given you something specific, you decide on what you are going to give. But then distribute. Prophet's offerings, you choose what you want to give. When prophet's offerings, somebody will bring five CDs, someone will bring ten CDs, someone will bring hundred CDs. It doesn't matter. That one is up to you. 
You choose what you want to give. But use the covenant principle of giving. Give to your parents. Give to the poor. Yes, on Friday I shared with you a lot of, of scriptures about giving to the poor. But use the covenant of giving. Use the covenant of giving to break the back of poverty. To break the back of poverty. The seed, supernatural multiplier. Zechariah chapter 8 verse 12. The seed shall be prosperous. The seed shall be prosperous. And there was there's an, a specific kind of seed that the Lord laid on my heart. Uh, about tonight giving, it's the altar of sacrifice. The altar of sacrifice. The altar of sacrifice is a blessed altar. There are two kinds of offerings today I want you to engage in today before we leave this place. The altar of sacrifice and then the vow. First Samuel chapter number 1, verse number 21. First Samuel chapter number 1, verse 21. You want to encounter God in Shiloh, it is by sacrifice and a vow. And the man Elkanah and his house went to offer unto the Lord the yearly sacrifice and his vow. Whenever they were going to the presence of God, they carried two major offerings. They, apart from all these other statutory ones that they were given, they carried the sacrifice that they were presenting at Shiloh, and then there was a vow. The vow was that God, if you are faithful to us all year round, and then you give us abundance in our work, then we'll give you this vow. This vow. And God accepted it. That is why, um, apart from the sacrifice that they gave, Hannah went to the Lord and said, if you give me a man child, I'll give him back to you. So by the end of the, uh, uh, by the time we get to chapter, uh, verse, verse number 28 of chapter 1, he said that he has lended the child to the Lord. It was a vow, something that he had promised to give to God. So this, I wanted to do something, okay? You are going to trust God with your sacrifice. A sacrifice that you are saying that, Lord, I'm trusting to touch this altar with a sacrificial gift that will attract the prophetic word that has been spoken about our life, the operation of the spirit of money. But Lord, next year, about this time, during, uh, what's it called, finance convention, this and this is what I want you to see. And write it down. And if you do this for me, I'll do this for you. I'll do this for you. That is a vow. That is a vow. So you use that to commit God to a specific kind of manifestation. So next year by this time, there's been a prophecy about lands. If God, you are going to watch over me. That is what Jacob did. He said, Lord, if you watch over me, give me food to eat close to where and bring me back to my father's house, I'll give you a tenth of everything. It was a vow. Even though it was tight that he was practicing, but he used it as a vow because at that time he had nothing. So the only thing he had was oil. He poured it on the rock. That was the sacrifice. So he applied those two principles. When he was coming back, the Bible says that he went with only what? A staff. By the time he came back, it was two companies, two bands, two bands. These are covenant principles. They work. They work. Why am I teaching you these difficult things? Because next year by this time, God is going to explode somebody over here. Next year, by this time, you had one shop, you are going to have three shops. Next year, by this time, your finances would have multiplied. Next year, by this time, somebody, your bank account, you would have seen increase in it. You have seen yourself hundred times bigger than where you are today. Next year, by this time, you have found that, ah, no, you'll be spending, no, but your account balance will be about ten times what it is today. Somebody has hundred cities in account. Next year, by this time, you have an excess of ten thousand. Receive that grace now. Yeah. Me, I am a messenger. I have come with the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord. It is the altar sacrifice. He said that they that sow in tears, and one, two, six, verse five and six, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. 
He that goes forth and weep a bearing precious seed. That is a sacrificial seed. Any seed that doesn't cause you to weep, it is a seed, but it's not a sacrifice. It's not a sacrifice. He said that these ones, they shall doubtless come again, will rejoice in bringing their sheaves with them. The altar of sacrifice is the altar of supernatural turnaround. Listen, everything that is written in the scriptures for our learning is for us to learn from. It's for us to learn from. Romans chapter 15 verse 4. It is an altar of instant intervention. Genesis chapter 8 verse 19 to 21. As soon as Noah gave that sacrifice, he appeared as a sweet smelling of all before the Lord. And the Lord started speaking things to reverse the curse. Instant intervention. The altar of sacrifice is an altar of sworn blessings. The irreversible kind of blessings. He said, never again will I destroy the earth. Irreversible blessings. Why? The, the Bible says that out of the ark came all kinds of creatures. Two, 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 two. But then out of them, two, 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 you have to be sparing. You have to be careful how he spent. But he took of every clean beast and he offered it as a sacrifice. Is that not a, a sacrifice? He offered this as an offering. The Lord said that I cannot be silent over here. And he began to say that, ah, I will not destroy the earth again with blood. Irreversible blessings. Because the man came to him on the altar of sacrifice. That is the altar of sacrifice. The altar of irreversible blessings. Irreversible blessings. Irreversible blessings. Receive a blessing that will affect you and your children. And your children's children. It guarantees your next level. It secures your posterity and generations after Genesis chapter 22, 16 to 18. Every demand God makes on you is for your next level deliveries. Listen, some of you may be feeling some way and say that, ah, I don't have much to give. But listen, anything that God asks you to do is because he has determined your next level. He has determined your next level. Anytime you want to break barriers in your finances, give beyond your natural capacity. Anytime I want to advance in my giving, I go to my highest giving and add to it. And add to it. During this time when, this month, when things have been going bad, I was teaching about prosperity and adversity, right? I've increased my, 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 my offerings. This year, Louis, I have increased my offerings about two or three times. And in this, I increase it again. When I increase, finances started coming to me. Finances started coming to me. Different currencies started coming to me. Because this is the altar that secures your next level. Is there anybody you have hit a certain level spiritually? And so your finances don't go beyond a particular amount. You have to break it. You have to break it. It don't break by itself. Don't, please, don't, nobody should deceive. It don't break by itself. When it gets there, a need will come and to bring it back again. Some of you have you realized that you, you started getting money. Now it's gotten to a certain point. Now it's as though, oh yeah, still has that area. No, it is a limit, a barrier. If you don't break it, it will never be broken. It will never be broken. Whilst your young girls are spending the five thousands, you have to break it. Somebody say, I'm breaking my bar- the barriers. Say, I'm breaking the barriers. Say, I'm breaking the barriers. Rise up to your feet. Say, I'm breaking the barriers. We are out to pray shortly and then we'll be out of this place. Say, I'm breaking the barriers. Listen to me. It is introduces you into your next phase of life is the author of supernatural fruitfulness. Second Kings chapter 4 verse 8 to 17. Go and study it. Oh, the Shunammite woman by her sacrifice 
is the author of supernatural restoration of health. Psalm 41, verse 1 to 3. John chapter 15, the verse number 2. Is the author of supernatural insight. Solomon gave sacrifices and God began to speak to him. Is the author of aversion of plagues and curses. Genesis 8.21. It entitles us to impregnable divine protection. Job chapter 1, verse 7 to 10. When the devil was coming against Job, his sacrifices spoke for him. His sacrifices spoke for him. Listen to me. The Lord is speaking to us. If you won't do it, if you don't want, you don't do it. Me, I brought three seeds. Because I realized that Job gave offerings for his children. So not just for himself, he gave offerings for his children. So if you are here, you are a child, you can do like me. And then give an offering on behalf of your child. If you have your business, your business is your child. It's your baby. But today, we are going to activate certain things in our lives. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Lift up your hands. We're going to worship the Lord. We're going to worship the Lord. We're going to worship the Lord. You know why your life is broken? I said it is broken. I said it is broken. Let your amen sound like you believe. I said it is broken. Every financial barrier, every financial barrier, you realize that anytime you get to 3,000 and then boom, you go down and then you rise up to 3 and boom, you go down. You have never, there are people over here, you've never been able to have 5,000 cities as your own money before. I want you to believe God. 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 That this impartation is going to take you to that level. Amen. Receive grace. Receive grace. Receive grace. I said receive grace. I don't know. Barriers have been broken. Place your right hand on the top of your head. You are praying for yourself. Say, Father, I declare my financial barriers broken. Now, whatever that barrier is, just mention it and break it. Mention it and break it. Maybe somebody has 500 cities. Somebody has never seen 200 cities before. Mention it and break it. The Lord said, let them mention it specifically. Maybe yours is 100,000. Mention it. Master, what is yours? Mention it and break it. Don't be. Right now, we are all fish guy. Oh, yoga. Break it. Mention it and break it. Mention it and break it. Hey, free. Come, come, come and let me help you break some things. In the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, let me just prophesy for some three to five minutes. Whoever, who is going to be part of this three to five minutes prophetic encounter? Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Nandala Baba Shataya. Sweetheart, the Lord says that you are entering into your million dimension. Take your million dimension. You are breaking everybody. Breaking everybody. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website www.ebenezaokonipa.com or call 0546 36 39 Five seven. God bless you.